punch it. Sweet. Hit it. Yeah. All right. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, that's a good start because they're all individually answered now. Well, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna friggin' do that, and then you guys preempted it by friggin' are you going? What's up, back south? We all cheered beforehand. Are you saying we stole your thunder? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. Hey, what's up? We're uh, we're doing hidden gems. My name's Dylan Alvento. Um, I'm the co-founder of Ward Games, and these are my friends Nick Nundahl and Joe Wetmore. Friends of you Instant guys, Replay Live. They know all about us. The YouTube we're internet channel. Famous. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, and uh, we're gonna do uh, a panel about hidden gems. So uh, what does that mean? That means um, well, I'll tell you, Joe. Oh. All right. Um, so it, if you've been to PAX before, or if you've not been to PAX before, or any convention, you specifically, uh, you. this is all for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone stare. It's kind of hard to find <laughs> stuff. It's hard to find stuff, and it's hard to find stuff without lines. Because you look at it, and you're like, uh, Monster Hunter World, that seems cool, but that's a long-ass line. Um, but so we did this panel f first time at PAX East last year, and uh, we people really responded well to it. People were like, yeah, I was like, I, I, I found stuff that I didn't, I didn't know about, and I got to go out and play it. And then developers afterwards reached out to us and were like, we got a bunch of people getting to play our games, and the, you know, they would have previously not known we were there. So we got to to help people out. So we brought it back. So we're like Hitchhiker's Guide to Pack South. I don't know that reference. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we're going to show some games. Um, yeah. What's we... that first game? That first game oh. is Donut County. The power of office technology. You... Joe, we played Donut County. I did. Yeah. You did. We, we both. We might have both played Sometimes Donut we passed the headphone from one person to the next just to share the musical it, experience. It was grooving music. It was really good music. It was really good music. But what, what can we say about Donut County? Yeah, I didn't play Donut County, so tell me specifically this time. It's, um, so it's like, you know how Katamari Damachi is like funny, but it's like Dadaist? It's like super non sequitur. Mm -hmm. This is like internet meme funny. Okay. So it like sets off, so it's like, it's kind of Animal Crossing esque in terms of like the people. So they're all anthropomorphic animals, except for one woman, <laughs> and so so that's weird. But so they um, but it's this 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 girl seems like a teenage girl, and like her best friend is like a raccoon, and they're like texting each other at the beginning of the game. And they're like, hey, like come come to work, and the raccoon runs like a donut shop. It's like I, as raccoons do. Yeah, you know, you know, it's just what they do, and they're like. Uh, we're gonna. It's like I need. I need help here. It's like I'm. I'm bored. So like, come hang out at the donut shop. And then so uh, she's like, I can't. Like, there's someone outside like bothering me. It's like I'm gonna send him a donut. So like, the setup is that like this raccoon unknowingly like opens holes in the, the fabric the, of the, the land. Yeah. When he delivers people donuts, so these donuts get like airdropped to people, and so the donut falls and then it hits the ground and then summons a hole, and you can see like the hole in the center of this screenshot, and. You play as the hole, and you go around, and you... <laughs> That's right. This is the first go game back to where that you get to play as the hole. We're going to go back to that booth of, like, you guys need a new tagline. <laughs> play as the hole. Uh, but, yeah, so you play as the hole, and you start... Oh, God, just Jesus Christ. So the hole starts out really small. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you go around and you and you is eat everything stuff. I've ever wanted. <laughs> and you eat stuff. So like you you just stuff that's laying like rocks or like just random objects on the ground and they fall in. So you're like taking advantage of the physics and as you eat stuff, the hole grows. You stretch it. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with this concept. This is a 13 plus panel in case you didn't see the signage outside. Just giving you a heads up. Um 
but yeah, so the hole gets bigger, so like you have to like order things in terms of size as you um, go on. Ultimately, pretty simple gameplay, but right. it's charming. It's uh, fun. The, the visual is fun. You the, you you're always have like some weird like living being around, just completely confused by what this hole is doing. Like they're not apparently smart enough to react to it, but they'll watch it and they'll just be like marveling as things fall into this growing hole like like the opening puzzle is so she's complaining about this noise outside and this it's this goose guy on this like moped and he's just doing donuts like outside of her house and so you create the hole and then your ultimate goal is to i guess kill the goose guy because you take a hole and you absorb him but like there's just a bunch of small rocks and like stuff on the ground so actually it spells out donut county and then you eat each individual letter and then the hole gets big enough, but the guy's just still doing donuts. He's just driving around his moped, and he's just squawking like, and then you eventually just throw him down into this bottomless pit. And I think to say any more about the demo, I think it's best to experience yeah, 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 yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's really quirky, and it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. It's the whole, there's, when you're playing a hole, you throw morality right out the window. As, as much as a hole eats things, yeah. I guess. Does, yeah. Is a hole a person? Is a hole... I mean, let's talk about it for a second. We have, we have an hour. Really, really drill down on this. Right. <laughs> what is the sentience of a hole? Like, are they humans? Do holes deserve rights? <laughs> right, yeah. So moving on. That is, there's, you'll have to find out for yourself. There, there's, there's, there's a whole story element to it. A it's fantastic. Story. Yeah. yeah. The whole, a whole story. story. <laughs> yes, yeah. You can't. You, so you might you might run into an object that, that tilts in a little bit, but, but it won't gonna, fall in. Right. So so if you you know hit the, the leg of a chair, the chair will tilt in. But if the chair's too big, you'll have to kind of slide it out. You can move stuff around that way. Yeah. It's really it's yeah. It's, yeah, because some things are like like weirdly shaped, like a long rectangular. But piece. ultimately, each area you're gonna get everything yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You're gonna eventually get your set. But, but you want to you want to like slide something in. So if something's like really long. You you can't you can't just <laughs> no nothing gets stuck. I don't know how the developer. Seek a medical professional. It seems right. like yeah, if right. you if you because you can push things. There's always some way to push something. Out. Well, I don't know. However, they coded. The <laughs> 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 However, they develop program the physics in this game. They made it so there's some sort of like netting in it that if it recognizes that the object's too big and won't fit in the hole, it, <laughs> right. it'll it'll push it back out. We're, County. we're moving on. Booth one one two yeah. four one. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> and I'm gonna. I'll put these slides out afterwards. So if you can just follow us, and, and you'll get all this booth information if you need it. Nick. Yeah. Tell me so, about Super Retro Maker. I think this was the game that I was the most excited to see. I am a huge fan of Mario Maker on uh, Wii U, and um, just that concept of being able to take a game concept we all know and love and expand it so far beyond the games that we've seen before because people can build their own levels. These guys are making their own kind of Mario Maker. It'll be PC-based, uh, so through Steam, um, except that instead of Mario, we've got Mega Man. It's all, it's all you know. Yeah, they're all knockoffs, so they're, it's not Link, it's like <laughs> Lank. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just slightly different, slightly off mark to be legally safe. I do like um, this Link sprite, though. It looks gorgeous. It's a really good sprite. Yeah, so you've got you've got Mega Man, you've got uh, Zelda 2, it's all NES-based. Does this slime have like a little like cat mouth? Like it's got like the little yeah, it's got the squiggle mouth. Have you heard yeah. of Cat Mario? Is Cat Link? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got um, Castlevania's in there. They're working on Strider, and so you're gonna have all these different play sets. 
and you can create a level that just moves from one character to the next. So you finish a board, and then you drop down a hole, and you become Link or not Link. Um, you dropped down a hole? No, we're not going back to that. <laughs> no, it's all hole themed. If you can find the holes in everything, you get a prize at the end. <laughs> find the holes in my sanity. Yeah, and uh, but it's an amazing concept to see, and you know. It, I have this issue where I see a game copying another game concept, and I'm like, oh, I don't even want to bother because, you know, they're they're just taking something that we've already seen. But um, when you do it really well, it catches me, and this one did. This one uh, was so much fun, and I, I can't wait to see what kind of crazy stuff people can come up with with those mechanics. It is all like 2D platforming. It's all 2D platforming, side scrolling. Is it tile based, like um, like Mario Maker? Yeah, yeah. So you've got just moving parts that you can go into an editor and uh, and slide things around. One of the things it doesn't do is you can't like fast switch. Like in Mario Maker, you could go from like oh, NES style yeah, to yeah, 3D yeah. style. Uh, yeah. And then you look at the new Super Mario Brothers theme, you're like, no. Nah. Yeah, just skip that <laughs> one. Never gonna use that. <laughs> Don't bother. Um, it doesn't have that, so you do have like you have to load a new level when you're doing it, but you can move between them smoothly. So cool. It's um, pretty sweet. Does it do the thing like in Super uh, in, in Mario Maker where because like you have like these background tiles because I like in Mario Maker where it like sprouts the backgrounds as you like drag yeah. the ground across and like I didn't get to play with the stuff. editor as much because I was just doing the demo of course uh-huh. so I was playing levels they pre-gened and then I went into the editor and mucked with them a bit. Cool. Um, I didn't get to see as much of how far it's gone. It's also like in an alpha right now, so there's a long way to go. There's a lot of tile sets they haven't added. That awesome. seems like a great excuse to go visit the booth. It is, yeah. Find out more. It's at it's the PAX cool. Rising booth, but like it's not under the signage because I thought PAX Rising was all under like one square. Mm. But like there's this is like to the side of that from what I saw. Yeah, I yeah. It's, it's, I might um, be completely misleading you guys, so just talk to an enforcer. It's in that area where there's like <laughs> it's it's under the PAX Rising, but it is off to the side. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm I'm right. Yeah, you're right always. So <laughs> you ever wanted to run a cult? This is, Boy, have I! Yeah, this is a this is a game all about sacrifice and faith and uh, well, sacrificing people to a bloodthirsty god. It's pretty cool. You're it's a village simulator, so it's a village simulator. You're trying to you know you know that things are going pretty bad here, and you're trying to uh, to keep the town safe for the next few years. You have a deadline. You know your god is returning, and Rather than have like a kind of like, oh, let's let's build up our food stores and let's you know do all the other things that like village sims do, it's about investigating the families, finding out their weaknesses and their vices, determining who you need to sacrifice to appease the god. So it's just a really like sardonic satirical twist on the village sim thing. Mm, and damn it's got good word. This yeah, damn, <laughs> a damn good word. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's got this really weird visual style as well with this like kind of blue and green. You described it as like a Game Boy. Yeah, it's basically a Game Boy. Right. Like, uh, original Game Boy. And the art is really, really great. It's got kind of a, almost the characters kind of have like a darkest dungeon kind of shadowed faces like vibe to them. Is that, uh, is that like becoming a sh- subgenre now? Because between that and the Yogg, have you played the Yogg? We love the Yogg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. That's so, a hidden gem, but it's not here. <laughs> not so. here, yeah. It's a hidden gem on your computer. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's interesting. You have to go through and you have these different kind of families in your in your uh, village. And they have, some of them might be re- uh, penitent. Some of them might be... Uh, Rebellious, and you have to try to figure out how to quash different aspects of of your city, kind of keep them repressed, but also maintain understanding of you know who might be who, who do you need to betray, who can you select as your advisors, how do you build up this kind of political intrigue to 
uh, appease a bloodthirsty god. And I think that's just a great, you know, that's a good lesson for children. A wholesome family experience. Yeah. <laughs> how long is the demo? Uh, so or how much I, did you play? I There was a lot of people, so I kind of jumped off when I was like, okay, I've got a good idea of the game. Yeah. But it seems like you can play as long as, until they kick you off. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. And Kit Fox games. They have their own separate booth. They're doing that. They have a couple other games over there. Yeah, like they have yeah. One. this is the one, the one that's the most striking to me. They have some pretty big banners, so it's pretty easy to see. Um, it's, it's uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Kit Fox Games, look for them, I guess. Do you guys have anything to add to that? I haven't been buying them yet. <laughs> oh, man. I like the Game Boy. I'll be going after this. It's my contribution. All right, moving right along. Overland. Um, yeah, so did you play Overland or did you only play Tunic, Joe? I played Tunic. You only played Tunic? Okay, so... Um, Finji and Vlambeer uh, are sharing like kind of a booth space. They've kind of like combined forces into a booth space. They ran the uh, playground at PAX West uh, last year, and that was like them. And there was another dev. It was like the Axiom Verge guy was also in in their in their nice. group. Um, but they were trying to do something similar uh, this go round. But yeah, so this is Overland. This is Adam Saltzman's uh, new game that he's been working on for a while, and. Um, Becca Saltzman's here, so the CEO of Finji, they're demoing it with a couple other people. But it's a turn-based, post-apocalyptic, like, survival game. So, like, you start out as, like, one of these people, and your goal is to go and find resources, find gasoline, find weapons. And, like, you're fighting, like, these bugs that burrow out of the ground and attack you, but, like, you're pretty, you're pretty much at a disadvantage because they just come up and can swipe at you, but uh, you have, like, sticks and, like, loose pipes that you can hit them with but if you hit them with a stick the stick breaks so then yeah. you're out of a weapon um so oh, it's man i it, love breath of the wild it's, <laughs> <laughs> the uh the so it's a, a lot more about crowd control because like the movement you can see here so like that white grid around james there is uh is like his movement range mm -hmm. um and so everyone has a pretty limited movement range so it's more about crowd control and like getting around like all right i'm gonna like pull the the alien the, the bug dude around the car so i can grab the gasoline and then pull the put the gasoline in the car and 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 so this is like the 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 puzzle box phase and then when you get in the car and drive off you um go to like a campsite so you're trying to get across the continental u.s and there's a every time you finish one of these objectives you go back to this campsite but I mean, it's a new campsite as you're moving along and you have to choose one of two pathways um, next and everything costs gasoline. Hmm. So there's like a fuel unit opportunity cost that you use up. So you, you never want to run out of gas because if you run out of gas, you find, you find yourself in no man's land and that's a really bad spot and you have to, and there's like a bunch of the bugs. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It plays really well on a controller. I mean, nice. I guess now in post XCOM world, we turn-based games can play well on a controller but like I like it took a second to like get used to it but like between like switching between the units and and interacting with stuff but like once you get the hang of it it's it's really good and it's, it's a beautiful game pixel art is <laughs> jam the, town are you joking or no that's not pixel art, not pixel is art. It not? that's all polygonal oh my gosh <laughs> Well, I mean, it's made of all of my right now because those green shot gorgeous. Oh, Each I, individual pixel. I should probably be looking down there, but I thought that helmet had some had some beautiful squares. No, it's it's like it's like low poly, kind of cell shaded. All right, well, I'll just sink under the table now. <laughs> 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 Everyone say bye to Joe. <laughs> but yeah, go check it out. But the other Finji game, or actually. The second Finji game of three, because they're also showing Night in the Woods. Um, but the two that aren't out yet. Is Finji are... the only company that we're showing multiple games? Maybe. Yeah. 
Maybe they hit us hard. I they guess. did. They did. I did an interview they with Becca Saltzman um, earlier this weekend. Uh, so if you want to learn more about the stuff that they're doing over in Finji, you can follow us at at Ward Video Games, and I'll have that episode up soon. Um, oh, that's a good plug. That's good. You're welcome. Fit right in my hole. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, so Tunic. Tunic. Uh, Tunic is a bright and bubbly kind of Zelda-inspired uh, adventure game, action adventure. It's You're going through dungeons, hack and slashing. You've got hearts for your health bar, and you're picking up swords and items. The thing that's really cool about it is that this is all developed by one person, right? Yeah, I think and, his 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 online persona is Dicey, but his first name, I think, is like Andrew or something. Okay, cool. Everybody look him up. <laughs> um, Andrew just, Dicey Clay? Just but, look up. What? Uh, no? no, I don't know what no. that went. I, I mean, this game is, is, you've seen it before, mechanically speaking, but visually it's, it's really appealing. You, you go through these gorgeous environments and it's got this kind of, a little bit more active combat than Zelda where you're actually rolling around, kind of Dark Souls-ish, and uh, the demo is absolutely fantastic. It's one of the most fun that I had playing a demo here at the con. Uh, so I don't know what I can say more about the, the gameplay, but go go see it and look at it. I just have to say about this game. Um, so there's a final boss in this demo that they purposely make incredibly hard. Um, well, first off, they put like three enemies before you hit the final boss. They yeah. like almost kill you, almost take out your whole health. And then once you clear that room, you go into the next room, and like the final boss is like this kind of ancient golem-looking thing that like unfolds and like is eight times your height. But I was talking to them, and apparently you can beat it. It's just, Has anyone? It's just well, they said like very few, yeah. like in the in all the time so that the they demoed this game. should hit that up, right? Because because you have a role, like you have like a Zelda esque role, so you can like kind of dodge. dodge and do stuff. Um, but I want to see someone beat that boss because it just like rushes you. It just like unfolds, and you're like, oh look above. <laughs> Two hits to death. Is yeah, what it yeah, is. It's, yeah, nice. yeah. And then and then you know late title card after that. But I want to see someone. Someone's gotta beat it. Someone beat it. Could take be a picture of this it. room. Yeah. So one of you. Homework. That's always a good thing you get. Nick, Nick, tell me about Children of Morda. Children of Morda I know very little about, but I was struck by one cool thing I heard uh, one of the people working the booth say. So basically, the game itself is a action RPG. Uh, it's two-player co-op. Local co-op, I think, right now. I don't know if it has online or coming or not, but um, two-player local co-op. You're going through. You're, you're kind of playing Diablo-style action RPG. You're killing stuff in procedurally generated dungeons, but What's super cool about it is that in between adventures, you have this house and this family. It's like the Bergson family is taking care of this mountain that is has some evil inside it, and that's like their generational life goal. Um, but every time you, you go back to the family or if you die, um, time passes for the family, so things are changing with the family as it, as it goes on, and you have all these role-play aspects that if you do certain things on your adventures affect things back at the house for the family. And I didn't get to see any of that in the demo because they were just showing off like the, the dungeon crawly combat stuff. But hearing them talk about that got me super excited. And I think this so. is pixel art. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is also polygonal. <laughs> no, just... Yes, this counts as pixel art. Oh, yes. man. I think we can officially say that this is pixel art. Yeah, uh, one it, looks, one. it looks great. Um, and it uh, just that idea of the effect like consequence in video games is something that I'm always talking about lacking and uh, having something where you get to see the evolution over time right hitting characters excites me well it's funny because the way because you described it to me before I went and looked at it or Joe and I went to so alright so first story our feet were killing us yesterday so <laughs> like Joe we need to find a chair somewhere so we walk into the 11-bit studios booth 
and they just they had like a, a, a couch. couch perfect two seat couch and, yeah like a love seat like for the children mortar thing and I'm just like let's just play this game I'm like I don't care let me just sit down so that that's when we played the game is when our feet were killing us it was a great way to alleviate foot pain yeah. and to kill monsters yeah so but if that's your thing couches are a hidden gem yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're a rare commodity in a pax no but you were describing this game to me yesterday mm-hmm. and you were saying you only you didn't describe the d- dungeon crawling part you just said like so every time you die everyone you know ages and i had like this existential panic of like <laughs> oh what God. how many times have i died what is this game <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I wish we could see a little more of that here and maybe you can if you spend more time with it than i did but yeah it looks cool well it, would, it is there a tutorial I don't know. Okay. I don't even know. Because we were, Joe and I spent a long time trying to get, like, the controls under our belts. Like, okay, where's our secondary attack and all that stuff, so. Something worth investigating, though, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yes. This is a magical one. Yes. This is a really good one. Oh, pedal box. <laughs> oh, my God. I think wait, I'm wait. Gonna... Say that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, this is, uh, this is a game. It's, it's a game. <laughs> this is a game. Let's start one, with there. One might call it a game. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's an experience. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Um, so it's so you play this duck man. So this is he's a professional boxer with the head of a duck, <laughs> and it plays like Super Punch Out. Um, but on top of that, it's completely black and white, and there are parts that are hand drawn, there are parts that are modeled, and it's got this neo noir noir aesthetic, and it has like nice thumping techno music, and it's just fucking great you just go play it um it's in the pax rising booth but it's um so one thing i'll say i saw is that just by passing by it you get out of the ring you're not always yes. in the ring so there's cool. so there's not like just punch out no there's a there's a narrative component um so like it starts off you've been like betrayed and like you you didn't throw a match but someone like poisoned you and you lost a match and then you're like recovering from that but there's a uh, you're like exploring these environments and you're like doing puzzles. Um, but it's, it's kind of like a, uh, like a third person, just like exploration adventure game in, in yeah. those, in those parts. And, um, and it's really funny because they use these, you know, these modeled areas and everything's black and white. So they're just using these shaders to make it like really kind of vector, almost look like vector graphics kind of, um, for, for the environments, but like all the characters, all the NPCs in Pato box, cause that's the name of the character is, they're all 2D drawn sprites. And so when you're walking around these environments, it's just a static sprite of him. And he has like three sprites when he's looking perfectly forward, when he's looking forward to the right, and when he's looking forward to the left. And you just move like that. And then all the NPCs are like sprites in Doom because they just rotate yeah. with you. It as does you have a very Doom them. feel to it. Yeah, but it's really cool. Like there's a lot of s- cool, smart stuff. And it, I just like this mishmash of. I'm also a big fan of sports games that Ugh. aren't just all about sports games. Uh, oh, okay. Like I, I really <laughs> like Golf Story last year because there's the RPG mechanic to it, and this this has a lot of the same vibes. So and it, and it does kind of go a little bit like into the crazy zone beyond Super Punch Out, where oh you're you're boxing this one person. Oh wait, no, here's robots and lasers right. and. So like the first boss you fight, she like runs like the security at like some evil corporation. So there's like laser grids and robots and stuff and you're and but like punch out you're learning the the patterns mm-hmm. and blocking and, and dodging all that stuff but yeah it's really cool pedal box pedal box 
Lightfall. Lightfall. So uh, this is, if you're a fan of uh, Super Meat Boy or any other just very quick, like, jump in, you know. Uh, Tough platformer? It's, you know, I, I, from what I did, it wasn't, like, super hard. But it does have the thing where if you die, you know, you're immediately sent back to retry an area, right? And it kind of felt like it might build into that kind of difficult gameplay. But um, it's a very gorgeous game. It's got this kind of... Uh, this otherworldly ethereal aesthetic going on, and your the the the, the shtick in this platform. The thing that makes it unique is that you can summon blocks beneath you. So you know you can summon platforms to land on to try to get around in different ways. You might go over the map or under it or through it, um, but the way you get through is going to be dependent on kind of jumping, making a block, jumping, making a block, and then you know interacting with things that are already there. Um, yeah, so this floating block right here with the triangle on with like the particles coming off it, like that's one of the blocks you can summon. Yep. Um, and so like there there are platforming sections where there's no platforms to fall on, and if you like fall in the water, you die, or if you hit some sort of um, object um, or hazard, you die. So like your goal is to smartly conserve how you play, spawn the platforms beneath you. Right. Um, and then there's you can also use them and like move them around. Or use yeah, you, those, have, like, you get some more, and I don't know how many abilities you get in the overall course of the game, but as you go, it seems like you unlock some more capabilities. So you can summon blocks to block things like lasers that are coming out. Uh, and the thing that I, I think separates it also from a lot of other platforms is just how smooth it is, how like polished the gameplay is. This is a game that rewards you playing fast, kind of like... You know, it feels good when you get to just keep on moving forward. You're not stopping every second. There are puzzle moments where you'll stop and, you know, move your box around. But then it gets back to running, and you can really just kind of flow through the level. And so it's got a very rich and rewarding feel. And uh, it's got some really fun voice acting, too, for oh, yeah. that it presents. I didn't hear it. I was just watching you play it. Yeah, you got to watch me play in silence. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hidden gem. It's a hidden gem. Watch me play. Watching Joe play. Oh, you, yeah. you guys should follow him around more. Yeah. And uh, see what else he might play this weekend. Oh, God. After charge. After charge. All right. This one's real quick and easy to sum up. It's a first-person shooter team-based game. (laughs) Uh, The whole idea is that you have two teams. Uh, One of your teams is invisible, and they are looking for objectives in the map. The other team is invincible. So you have invisible versus invincible, and you just play shenanigans with that. I'm really interested in the concept. It's got kind of like a Team Fortress class-based system, so different players, you know, will pick different roles. But um, the invisible characters are trying to hit uh, objectives and destroy them. The invincible characters are, of course, defending those, and if they see any kind of movement or any, you know, gunshot or anything, they're going to target that and kill it. Very fun, very fast. Um, I think they said the, the limit on any game is 15 minutes, but they usually end in less than five. So you can just keep playing. Wow, that's repeatedly for yeah. a multiplayer game. Yeah, right. So like inverse PUBG. Yeah, yeah, the exact. A hundred invisible people parachute into an island. It's three v three as it is on okay. this one, though. I know you're. Yeah, but I'm doing a bit. You know? I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What's a bit? <laughs> can you explain? <laughs> so, player unknowns battlegrounds. It's a piece of data. <laughs> All right, I think that's it though for this one. I mean, it's it's cool. It's worth checking out. You can get in, in a game uh, with you know five other people because it's three v three. And uh, and run through really fast. So I also like that the devs called Chainsawsome, <laughs> yeah. which like trips me up every time I try to pronounce it. Like Chainsawsome. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the developer's name. Yeah. Oh my god. Chainsawsome. Mm. <laughs> that's all I got to contribute to that. Oh, this one's also me. All right, this one's real cool. Yeah, I just uh, do this um, in the middle. <laughs> 
This is Nestmaker. It is, uh, well, it's, it's Nestmaker and a game, and I found out after you made the slide, a, a DVD documentary. I ruined the slides. <laughs> so uh, these guys have been working for a few years on creating um, a, a tool that you know could be mass marketable for people to be able to recreate 8-bit games. Um, and that in itself is awesome, but they've, they've made a game, they have a bigger game coming, and they've documented the whole experience as they've been going through it. And that movie is actually showing tonight at 10 p.m. here at PAX. Um, but uh, basically, they, they wanted to recapture that childhood magic of the 8-bit era. They're printing them onto actual cartridges, but it'll also be available on Steam, so you can play it on an actual NES. It, um, it is they are, one of their goals. So Mystic uh, Origins is like a, it's like a prequel. It's a very short game comparatively to what they're doing. But their Kickstarter is for a full game that will use every bit of data that an NES cartridge can hold. So it's just going to be massive RPG adventure. All six kilobytes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a huge map. They showed me the overworld. And what I like about this booth especially is that they're making the game here this weekend. You know, ongoing, obviously, not just this weekend. But um, they're literally working on it as they're showing off and selling their DVD and their their prequel game. So, could you imagine though doing like a game jam during a PAX and and trying to like answer questions as uh, people come to your booth? Oh uh, my hell! <laughs> yeah, no, they're, but they're working on it so you can literally sit and see the tool in action, see the game getting developed in real time, and that's super neat to me. That is real cool. time weapon yeah. change. <laughs> um, did they say much about like how they're so you, so you can burn them onto to carts? Yeah. Okay. And they have you know they have one of those like they bought a a um printer for that and it it does uh it just burns it on but so you can go straight from you basically you make like a rom so you could bump you could dump it onto a cart you could play it on an emulator or okay. you could um you could buy their steam game and play it all on steam and not have to buy the tool if you didn't want to go that route interesting that's cool yeah norwood sweet joe this is a really rap weird about it yeah this is a really rap, really rap. really weird no name. actually don't um <laughs> uh so it's kind of like a mist kind of you're walking around and you're you're finding the right item for the right the right event kind of game. The thing that this is one of the first games I sat on when I got here actually. It's just so weird. Like you're 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 walking into this strange manner with other visitors and and you'll you'll come to some really strange situations like a door that's covered in weird wiggling hands and there's weird music boxes playing all over the place and you'll stumble into weird histories and weird eavesdrop on weird conversations. And it's hard for me to say. Uh, I think I think you just need to go and, and listen to this game and play it because um, they have a demo is really easy to jump into and just walk around. Um, but it's this bizarre world where as you 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 kind of come to being on the side of a road and seems like people are slowly congregating towards this this manor and. Uh, people are kind of talking about how they get in, and then you start finding that people are talking about how they've become trapped there, and it's just this slow, like, everything, it has this kind of brevity to it, but there's, it feels like there's something devious around the corner at all times. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's just like, when it, throughout all the demos, just like, okay, when is this going to, you know, take a turn for the sinister? And that, like, that, that tension was really, really cool in exploring this place, um, so, and I'm not even like an adventure game guy, to be honest. Like, I, I like my action and my RPGs. This was just such a good atmospheric experience that uh, it just kept me hooked for until my time. Wait, wait, is it only an adventure game? Because I was like, when I was putting these slides together, I was I I looked I looked them up, 
And they said, like, rhythm game or something. There, there's, the game talks a lot about music, and I never got to any component that wasn't, that, that was actual some kind of, like, No note highway appeared? <laughs> right, yeah, there was no, it wasn't like a, I, I, at least, I, I know that you could get, like, items and stuff and play music at different points. Okay. But I don't know if there was any interactive component to that. Got it. Um, it's, it's, as far as I can tell, it's setting and story and atmosphere is what the game sells on. Got it. Um, and it's really unique, so. Interesting. Uh, check out the demo. Check you, it out. Just, like, weird esoteric games yeah and like in the alliance digital media booth like i saw their banner and they're like i think they were kind of like talking about like hey we fund indie games and stuff and they i think they're they're looking to talk to people about that black ice black ice this has been development for four years and he's like i finally got all the guns in it (laughs) this weekend so for this weekend's build um it is it's obviously it looks very much like tron very inspired by that you're inside a computer trying to hack your way into various, you know, data pools of whatever. I don't even really know what the story is of that regard. But um, what I liked about it, so the hacking is is very kind of 80s movie hacking. You go in and you you have guns and you shoot like security bots, you know, that's and that's how you, really. yeah, that's that's how you do it. Um, I love blood. It's not grounded in reality at all. But you um, you can have up to 10 player co-op which I think is wild in a full campaign because it is a campaign. It's not just randomized. Uh So 10 players working together to complete missions, I think sounds fantastic. Um, And that's, that's uh, the aesthetic and the high level of co-op that, that was what drew me to this one. That's cool. That, yeah, 10 players. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Oh, did I put this here? We're hitting the end. (laughs) I can't believe we're here. Uh, you guys knew this, but there's a river walk. Yeah, well, I wanted to focus on this one because um, uh, this, this is my second time in San Antonio, and I fell in love with the river walk, just literally walking on it. Gorgeous. Um, but yeah, if you haven't been outside, who's here for only a day out of curiosity? Okay, so only a few people. It's still a good number, that whole section. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, but if you, if you can find a chance to, I know, I mean, what's the weather out like? And I know it warmed up. All right, it's like low 50s. Good. Um, but yeah, you should just walk it. It's like, I don't know how many miles it is, but it's a decent, Two decent miles, amount. Two something like that. Yeah. Um, but you should definitely go check it out. Um, and just, it's just, it's a really beautiful scenic thing. The it's, graphics are really good. <laughs> <laughs> are they sprite art? Yeah, the pixel art. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Joe, you had another game that I we, did. There's, he came up to me like right before we were gonna go set up. He's like, "I found my favorite game at the at the right, expo." Yeah. I was like, "God damn it, Joe! So, friggin' uh, put these slides together." There's there's two. There's a really good bonus to this too. The developer is giving out their first game or the game they made before this for free if you go and hang out with them and talk about their game. I do like. Uh, so it's called the, the game they made before is called Stories, and it's kind of like a branching path RPG. Uh, this game is called Omen Sight, and it's. A mix of action, adventure, murder mystery, and Groundhog Day. It's it's the day before the end of the world, and you've you're you're some celestial being come in to try to find out why it's ending and stop it. And so you're reliving the same day right before the end of the world. Every every uh, uh, every dungeon you go in is to try to figure out the mystery of why the world's ending. And you have these NBCs, and you get to choose to betray them or help them to try to figure... And you could go back and maybe betray them again and just to get new information, find out, you know, are they trustworthy? Will they help me save the day? And it's got a really... The premise is really good. The action is fantastic. It's got, you know, a uh, really, really in-depth combat system and... Uh, 
the, the, the demo has a decent line, but it's well worth the wait because it's such a polished game. So And free game with it. Um, yeah. Don't have any images for it, Is unfortunately. Is it just a key but on Steam for the free game? Is that how they're giving I it out? believe I already owned it. So, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I actually, Sorry, true fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so cool. So cool. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good segue. Do we want to open the mic? Uh yeah so um things that weren't in our slides yeah we um if you guys found anything can we uh, I don't think the floor mic's on uh AV man currently <laughs> uh, he's awake if he's, so if you can is it good all right cool but if, does anyone have any any suggestions yeah, come up anything? and and anything you saw around the con that you might want to share feel free and if not those doors are open <laughs> and uh, we'll start filtering out <laughs> hey man how you doing what's up how are you guys hey, hey. Uh, I got an old one, but they reappeared here. Okay. It's, uh, Guns of Icarus. Guns yeah. Of Icarus. Yeah, we yeah. walked by that booth. Fantastic. So I had never seen it before, which is kind of strange. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, what? I've never even heard of it. But what I liked about it was that they have a new PS4 port that you can co-play at the same time with PC players on Steam. Oh, they, oh, they cross-platform cross now? Yeah, yeah and they that's awesome. Had two PS4s and a PCs right there, and they were all playing together on the same That's rad. Also, Guns of Icarus is a team-based... Like Steam airship, airship steampunk game, yeah. airship game where you're you're fighting other teams of players doing it, and now cross platform. That's really yeah. cool. And they have a like super discount if you're interested in buying. Nice. Awesome. Oh, cool, yeah. cool, awesome. Well, hey, thanks guys for yeah, coming. thank you for coming. I'm yeah. gonna put the Hope slides up for it. this if you guys need to re-reference it um, on our Twitter account. So just uh, check into that. But also, this recording is gonna go up um, if you just want to re-listen to it. Brad, awesome. Good. Thank you guys. Just clap.